All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. This is Greg Olson, here to tell you about my new podcast, TE1. On the show, I had a chance to talk to my fellow tight ends who have revolutionized the position from an extra lineman to a dual-threat superstar. And just like my guests have changed the game, this year, NFLSundayTicket.tv is revolutionizing your NFL viewing experience. Stream all the live, out-of-market NFL games every Sunday on your favorite devices and never miss a moment from your favorite players. Visit NFLSundayTicket.tv and use the promo code GREG88 at checkout and get 15% off your subscription. That's NFLSundayTicket.tv and the promo code GREG88. Subscribe to TE1 and get NFLSundayTicket.tv, an unmatched dual threat. This is a Web Canopy Studio production. Welcome, everybody, to Dropping the Gloves with John Scott, not Tim Warsberger. Tim's taking Wednesdays off for the foreseeable future. I don't understand why. He's lazy. He's a bum. I don't get it. I don't like it. I like when Tim's here, but hey, we must trudge on just like last week. So anyways, I hope everyone's doing well. Another exciting half week of hockey so far. Some big news. The New York Rangers Won the big lottery for Lafreniere, Lafreniere, who doesn't know how to pronounce his name? It's me. So there was some conspiracy theory because if you watch the the little ball drop, the guy who was uh, putting the balls in actually slipped when he was putting the Rangers ball into the hopper and everyone was saying, oh, it's because it's it's weighted down, it's frozen, it's heavier because if you have a heavier ball, it's obviously going to get picked first when they try to suck the balls out of the bottom or whatever. But anyways, it wasn't rigged. It was fine. I'm glad the Rangers won. It's pretty cool. They'll have him. They'll have Panarin. They'll have Kako. They'll have the good young goalies. They have the great young defense they have set up. So I think it's good that there's a good hockey team in New York. They've, they've been okay for a long, long time. And that uh, Jeff Gordon has done a good job rebuilding that team, signing guys to smart deals, and just kind of restructuring that organization because their owner is an absolute animal. Like he's really strange, that Dolan guy. So it's it's good to see them on strong footing, and they'll have a good team moving forward. Anyways, so for this episode, we're going to have another special guest. He's a former teammate of mine. He 
was voted 10 time most handsome man in the league by the players. We do that vote. We do a lot of votes that the fans don't know about. And he was voted the, the best looking player. He is a current analyst on NBC. I tried to get him on before the playoffs, but he said, I can't do it. NBC won't let me. They won't let me do any media before, until the playoffs start. So I, um, I had to wait patiently for him to start his season now that the playoffs are started. So Patrick Sharp is going to join us. I, I have some interesting questions I want to ask him about our time playing together. And I also want to talk to him about his take now that he's an analyst. He's Mr. Know-it-all. I want to know who he predicts to win the Stanley Cup, who he's going to take in some of these series, what his take is on the on the whole format. And, uh, yeah, it'll, it'll just be interesting because when you're a player – and when you retire, you just figure you go into retired life. Uh, you know, the option's always there for some guys to go into the analyst role and to get on TV. But it just, I, I, I had that opportunity. I didn't want to do it. I didn't want to leave home. I didn't want to have that schedule and just be around hockey all the time. So I want to pick his brain a little bit, see what it's like if he travels all the time, if it's more work, if it's less work, if he likes it to be on the other side of the camera, asking guys questions and analyzing players, even though they're your friends. It's really tough. Because when you see a guy who's playing well or playing terrible, you have to call it like you see it. And it's hard for some guys to do that. So, And Patrick likes to be – he likes to be liked, let's be honest. He likes to be the friendly guy that no one uh, has issues with. I don't care. People have issues with me all the time. I get, I get hate mail constantly. It doesn't bother me. So we'll talk about the first-round matchups, the games that are going on tonight. Today is Tuesday. We're doing this taping. We'll release on a Wednesday, so the results will be out there. Well, what are you going to do? That's just the world we live in. I can't really tape it. Then re- I guess I could release it later today before the games are, but I'm not going to. It would ruin my Monday, Wednesday, Friday thing I have going on. But it's going to be Lightning, Blue Jackets, Bruins, Hurricanes, Vegas, Hawks, and Stars and Flames. Some big matchups. Not as sexy as I would have liked. We'll probably talk about the Leafs because, man, it's just a disaster. Every time I read something, and now John Tortorella – is sticking up for Keefe, the coach of the Leafs, because he's just getting bombarded with media and people calling for his head, how he didn't know how to coach. He doesn't know what's going on. He ruined the Leafs' playoff chances. These are the same people that were calling for Babcock's head. And I'm not that old, but I can remember when Keefe was hired, people were praising him. And they were saying, this is the best hire ever. He's going to change this team. This is Dubas', this is Dubas's guy. They have the same – the same system. It's going to be great. This is going to revolutionize the Leafs. And now, not so short, five, six months later, they're, they're burning his effigy in Toronto. They want him out of the city just because he can't get this team to perform. And I, I don't think anybody could. All right, hold on. I'm going to admit somebody into the, into the chat here. Hello? Johnny Boy. Oh, my goodness. It's Patrick Sharp. <laughs> Unbelievable. How are you, my friend? Good, good. I'm just setting up this thing here. I don't usually put video on, but I had to put Uh, it on for you. (laughs) I had to. Well, I don't have the hair and makeup team with me right now. So where are you? Are you in the bubble? No, I'm in Connecticut. We uh we got a house here, Abby and I, and the kids, and it's like 80 miles from the studio in Stanford, Connecticut, where everybody where NBC studios are. So I just drive back and forth. That's not bad. I was going to ask you, do you travel around? I didn't think you did. Uh, not usually I'll do like the winter classic. I was able to do, I did an all-star game, that kind of stuff. Stanley Cup final we usually go to, but this year I'm not sure if we're going to do that or not. 
Well, yeah, you have to go through all the lockdown stuff and everything, right? Yeah, and I don't want to be the guy that like brings the coronavirus into the bubble and has to stand like a final shutdown. So I'll just stay in Connecticut. Imagine that. That'd be, <laughs> that'd be some kind of legacy. That wouldn't be a bad thing. <laughs> I get the cup. I, get, I take it home. I'm taking it home. I win. Well, thanks for coming on, man. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Sorry it took so long to to get on. That first round was crazy. I was like at the studio eight, ten hours a day just watching hockey nonstop. Is that tough? Like, do you have to watch so much hockey that it just rots your brain, or do you like it? It starts to rot the brain after a while, but I do like it. You know, I, I find I find I wake up in the morning and I feel like I'm hungover. Honestly, it's like yeah, you're you're, you're locked in watching it. And you don't really have to watch every detail of every play, but honestly, I don't want to just go up on there and, and BS. You know, I like to watch the games, especially the big ones. Try to break it down as uh-huh. best I can instead of just promoting. You know the highlight goals and stuff. Exactly. Like that. You watch the sports net highlights like I do. Right. And then I BS it on my podcast and hopefully it realizes <laughs> it. So like for this, the play in rounds, you won't watch the, the stars flames or the avalanche coyotes. You won't watch it at all. No, I'll watch it. I'll watch every second of it. Really? Every single yes. second. You're crazy. Yeah. yeah. And they're getting, well, they have a great setup. There's a big, huge screen right off the desk from where we're, we're on the air. And uh, we just sit in like a comfortable chair and they'll play whatever games are going on. So if there's three games going on or two, you're, you're watching as best you can to keep a track of everything. But Keith Jones will be there. Anson Carter's there. Catherine, Liam, Mike Tirico has been in. Eddie Olchek's been in a lot, which has been fun. Oh, cool. And we're just talking hockey. Like, hey, did you see that? What do you think about this? Let's, you know, we're just kicking ideas around. It's long hours, but. I'm not complaining about the job. It's pretty fun to watch hockey for a living. Who's the biggest like sports geek out of all those guys who's like always thinking about strategy and players and stuff like this, outcomes? Which one of the people is that? Oh, it's got to be Jones and Olchek, but they're not talking hockey. They're talking horse racing all the time. Both <laughs> those guys are, are dialed into the horse racing. I don't know what language they're speaking when they, when they talk horse racing, but that's what they're usually discussing. Don't they, don't they own a horse with Q or something? They own... I thought they did. I, think, Maybe. I don't know. They, they're, they're always involved talking about horses that they're, they're involved with. So I'll get the official uh, details of that today. Then you're just like, I don't care. So listen, three of your former teams are still in it. Who, do you have a, a horse in the race, so to speak? Not, not, no pun intended? Yeah, not really. I mean, I got excited watching the Blackhawks. I oh, can't man. lie. You know, I mean, everybody yeah. knows I played for the Hawks. And it was, it was fun to see the old boys show up in the playoffs and remind everybody how to get things done. You know, I know it was a qualifying round series, but Jonathan's uh, – you've heard people talk about his decline in the, in the regular season a couple of years ago. I mean, yeah. he looks like a pretty good player to me, doesn't he? Brandon Saad looks like a good playoff performer. Uh, Kaner, he's just getting things going, but he's always drawing attention out there. Dunks was an animal. Uh, Crow was pretty good. I mean, considering Crow practiced, I think, once or twice yeah. with the team, and then started game one. I mean, that's that's Crawford for you. He doesn't really – he's very low maintenance as a goaltender. And what I thought was cool, Johnny, was like the younger players on the Hawks, which I watched for 70 games, they were just trying to find their way. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, they showed me that they really wanted to win in the playoffs. They were competing pretty hard. I think it's good for the team's development as we go along. As far as horses in the race, in the West, I like Vegas and Colorado. St. Louis, I respect their team, but I know how tough it is to go – deep in the playoffs two yeah, years in a row back to back and then in the east who knows man tampa bay i was all excited about until i saw headman go down and now they got to face those blue jackets again in round one that's a toss-up 
Uh, who else? Boston's looked a little shaky early on, but again, they'll get it going here. They're a tough team to play against. Carolina's got my attention a lot. Right, the way that me they too. Play. And I figured going into this, honestly, not to sound like a hero, but I thought Columbus, I thought Carolina would be very difficult teams to play against. I mean, that's yeah. not rocket science. Everybody thought that. Uh, but to see Aho and Svechnikov and Teravainen kind of light it up, that's been, been fun to watch. And then your alma mater, the Philly, the team you came in with. They're on fire. Yeah, I, I know, and I can never remember to talk about them. They're like the best team in hockey right now. They proved it in the regular season. Basically, the last three quarters of, of the season, they were dialed in. Uh, they've won every game in the, in the qualifying round, or I guess they were in the round robin. They got veteran coaches behind the bench. They're getting the most out of their depth players. They're sitting out veteran guys. They got tough decisions to make. So tough to overlook Philly, but everything starts for real uh, in this first round of playoffs. We'll see the best out of all these teams. And I mean, if, if anything taught us in the, in the qualifying round, it's who knows anything. what's going to happen. So you're going to drive to Connecticut soon yeah. to go watch hockey yeah. all night long. Yeah, I go on at eight o'clock tonight. So I'll probably leave here at like, five o'clock hopefully there's no accidents on the way i got an 80 mile drive and uh, and i'm in the studio day one of the qualifying round dude i was on the air at at noon crazy for the whole kickoff thing on nbc on the big nbc not nbc sports on like the network nbc yeah and i i miscalculated the time when i rolled into the the studio at like 11 13 jumped into the hair and makeup chair got ready and was like running onto the set to start things off i don't think nbc was too happy with that but i'm a little i get there a little bit earlier now do you like it like, is this something that you planned on when you were playing? Like, was this the next step or to just, just like, I don't know. Do you like doing it? Uh, yeah. Yes and no. I mean, I, I, I like it because I'm a part of a team. I get to stay around hockey. Um, the people at NBC have been a lot of fun to work with. I enjoy going to the studio. I'm excited yeah. to go tonight. So that's a good sign. But I miss the playing. I mean, I'm yeah. not going to lie. I'm two years removed from playing. I still think a hockey player. I still think I'm going to come back and play next year. Uh, <laughs> you know, I, I haven't quite turned the page on my career just, and that's been a tough thing to deal with. I'm sure you were in a similar similar boat when the when hockey ends, and it's like, all right, what am I going to do now? You got the family at home. You can't just stay home all day. You got you to get out and, and direct the energy somewhere. At least that's how I felt. Uh, so from that standpoint, yeah, it's a great job. I'm, I'm excited to do it, but really thought I would be doing it. I guess playing in Chicago, we got a lot of practices. You probably remember with yeah. the media, our convention is, is very much like you're forced to be on a microphone talking in front of a lot of people and you start to get a little more comfortable with it over the years. So, you know, something I thought of, but to, to think I'm going in to be a broadcaster for NBC in the first round playoffs, it's kind of cool. It's crazy. The biggest mm-hmm. network arguably in the world, and you're just up there killing it. You do a good job too because you do notice they did have a few guys they tried out. Well, like Marty Turkle was there for a while. Doesn't look like he's going to come back. And they kind of – like you fit really good with those guys. And I, I don't blow smoke up guys' butts usually, but you did good. You're I not just a pretty that. face. No, you actually <laughs> do add a lot. It's really good, and you kind of hold your own, which is nice. So very well, good. I've learned, I've learned a lot from Jonesy. Keith Jones is like, Oh, he's good he's too. become like a mentor of mine, Eddie Olchuk as well, but I've known him for 15 years. Edzo, it's it, Keith Jones. I'm in the studio for all those hours I'm talking about. I'm right beside Jonesy. And, and I think he's one of the best on TV, if not the best. So just trying to be like Keith Jones. Yeah. So you should make a shirt, <laughs> be like Jonesy or something. So <laughs> is it similar to being a player then? Like just you guys bust each other chops and kind of pull pranks on each other and stuff. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, it's like, Jones is a pretty funny guy, and those people that are listening that know Keith Jones, they'll 
they'll understand what I'm talking about. Yeah. Uh, he's always got people laughing uh, in the studio. And I like that aspect of it, like that we're on the same team and we get to talk hockey all day, but not quite the same pranks that we used to pull uh, when you and I were teammates. That's for sure. Which pranks did we do? I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> what are you referencing, Patrick? Uh, I don't know, man. I, I remember one time in Columbus, I had to change my hotel room. You know, I had to. Uh... <laughs> Was that the time when you soaked my, my mattresses and I couldn't sleep in my bed? Yeah, but I think you won the exchange. I like had to retaliate. <laughs> and you did in a pretty big way. And um and let's just leave it at that, that you uh, you won the fight there. And, and that was pretty much the end of, of all the pranking that I did with the Blackhawks. <laughs> <laughs> How did you know it was me? How did you know? I figured it was you. You were always giving me a hard time. And uh, I saw your boy Bixie kind of gave it away. I saw he has no whispering. poker face at all. No, He's not the at worst. All. <laughs> I saw you guys whispering as we were getting off the bus. And I knew you were up to something but I just kind of let it go went for lunch came back to my room and had to get a new room I took a big deuce in his toilet and I put <laughs> ice underneath it and then turned the heat right up so, it was a good I had to prank. get rid of the I had to throw out the suits and all the clothes I brought <laughs> <laughs> oh good time I miss that I miss the, the camaraderie between the guys that's the thing I miss the most everyone's like oh you must love the miss the competition you can get competition anywhere Honestly, like I, I play in a Sunday night league and I get my competition there just to hang it out. The planes, the, the locker room, that's just something you can't replicate that. You probably have it a little bit in NBC, which is cool. Yeah, a little bit. You know, I still miss that side of things. I like getting a haircut and walking into the rink the next day, right? You know, you're going to oh, take heat from chirped. 15 guys. Like that's the type of stuff <laughs> that I miss. You know, if somebody gets a new suit jacket or something, he's going to get abused all day long about it. Uh, people have maybe a little more sensitive feelings in the real world when you're in that bubble in that locker room, uh, you, anything goes and that's the kind of stuff I miss for sure. I know you got to really temper yourself. We learned that from Jeremy with NBC. You got to be careful what you say. <laughs> you can't, it's not, you, gotta, you can't carry it over. Sunday, Sunday, Sundays are coming back in the NFL. Whoa, I get excited for football. Even though this is a hockey podcast, I get excited. With the NFL Sunday Ticket.tv, you can stream every live out-of-market NFL game every Sunday afternoon on your favorite devices. Plus, Red Zone and DirecTV Fantasy Zone channels never miss your favorite teams and favorite players. No matter where you live, NFL Sunday Ticket.tv is your key to the most glorious Sundays ever. Use the promo code BLUEWIRE at checkout to get 15% off your subscription. I might do that. That's a good deal. I love me some football, Tim. So visit NFLSundayTicket.tv. That's NFLSundayTicket.tv and use promo code BLUEWIRE. Have you ever heard of BealDash.com? It's the best, most honest bidding site where you can win things you'd never expect at a price you'd never believe. They have over 1,000 auctions every day on electronics, appliances, beauty products, home decor, and even cars. Here's how it works. It's like an auction, but every item starts at $0 and only goes up one cent every time you bid. The kicker is that auction clock restarts after just 10 seconds. That means every time you bid, someone else has 10 seconds to answer or the item is yours. 
If you go ahead and buy now, Deal Dash is offering our listeners an extra 100 free bids upon sign up on top of their other discounts. Go to DealDash.com and use the offer code JohnScott20 or DealDash.fm JohnScott20. That's D-E-A-L-D-A-S-H dot F-M forward slash JohnScott20. Speaking of that, I had Bully on a couple weeks ago, and we were reminiscing about in uh, Dallas when you almost killed us both. When you what did your, I do? Remember you kicked your skate off? Oh, yes. And it San flew Jose. through the air. It almost San sliced Jose. my jugular. You were, that it, was you, too? Yeah. Okay. That was, uh, oof. That was we, a tough one. Yeah, we had lost one nothing. No, no. Perfect, we yeah, had won. We won four to one, but you didn't get any no. points, and you were sulky. <laughs> and you came off the ice. You were so mad. I didn't score any goals. And you kicked your skate. That's exactly what happened. We won that so, game. First of all, you got the city wrong. You got the score wrong. It was one nothing overtime loss in San Jose, and I was mad. I'm not gonna lie. Probably because no, you're you're drunk. It was Dallas. And we won four to one, and you were salty because you didn't score any points, and you didn't well, get an empty nutter. <laughs> that sounds like me at different points. And in my you career, kicked your skate sure. off, and it, and it spiraled across my neck. Oh, it might have been San Jose. It, it might was. have been San, it was Jose. San Jose, and our bags were packed, and I was kicking my skates off. Something I used to do, like if these are my feet, yeah, I'd have undo my skates, and it'd be on my toes, and I just kick it into the bag. I did it after practice, after games. It was yeah. like my routine. Except we had lost in overtime. I wasn't out there in overtime. That's why I was mad because Joel, it was four on four overtime back then, and Joel didn't put me out there. And I was like, You're slow. I was all pissed about it. And I kicked my foot the first one, and then I kicked the second one mad. And the skate just started like doing this through the air. And I went, Heads up. Someone pulled a head back. I guess it was, that was you. me. Yeah. And Boldy was undoing his skates. His arms were exposed. Skate cuts the wrist. And all of a sudden, we're like, Blood was squirting. You I had it that? all over me. If there's Dude, one guy who you don't want to get squirting, he's the one guy you don't want his blood on you. And it was all <laughs> over me. I'm like, I, I have something, 100. <laughs> percent Yeah, that was that was bad, man. Thanks for bringing up that. He played. He missed one game against Colorado the next night, and then he played after that. Thank God. That I mean, this much more, and maybe that's the end of his career. And, and I got to deal with that. So I learned my lesson. I didn't kick my skates off afterwards, but I was still upset if I didn't score. You're right about that. Yeah, you did have a little bit of a issue with that. I, if, if I got upset every game I didn't score, I would be slitting throats. There'd be no one left to play the games. <laughs> There'd be no one left in the NHL. <laughs> I don't know, man. That's how I was. That's what I needed to do to like compete. I don't know what it was. I, I could have probably been better. No, no. Handling my emotions, but I was showed when I was happy. I showed when I was mad. I still do it now. I'm working on it, Johnny. I'm trying no, to work don't on work that on in it. retirement. I think that's good to have that passion. If if you weren't upset, then you wouldn't have scored or been the player you were. Right. It just right. but you, now that now that I'm retired and I've got two daughters at home, maybe I don't need to uh, to show my emotions so much, right? Maybe I can just chill out a little bit. Tell me about it. I have six daughters and daily. <laughs> daily they're like take it easy dad i'm like congratulations by the way you only had five the last time i talked to you now you got six man that was a month ago yeah i was really hoping this one was a boy but well there's always number seven i feel like men real men just get women around them you know what i mean 
Yeah, I agree. You That's got what I six. Think. I've got two. Just wait until your six daughters have kids. They're all going to be boys, and then you're going to get all the boys that you wanted. Then I'll get my boy time. But right now, I love my girls. They're the best. All right, let's move on. Enough about me. So I didn't realize this. You've won a lot of things in your career. Mm-hmm. Like you won the Calder Cup, and yeah. you won a couple Stanley Cups. I didn't know you won the gold medal, too. I didn't know you were on that team. Yeah, I, I know. I, I pinch myself every day. It was the 2014 Olympics in Russia. Uh, Stamkos got hurt like in October he, or November, maybe he really got that leg injury and he was going to be out for a while. Right-handed shot, goal score. We had just won our second Stanley cup in 2013. We had a top team in the West the next year. I was playing on a line with Hosa and Taves and I was lighting it up and I thought maybe, Hey, scored in the playoffs. I've shown I could compete in these big yeah. games. Maybe I got a chance to make this team. But when you look at the roster of players that were there and, and how well the team played, uh, yeah, pretty a highlight individually to be a part of that team. Very special to win that tournament. But those those tournaments are like three weeks. It's a bunch of good players brought together. You got a job to do. Go out there and accomplish it. Nothing like spending all this time together with, with yeah. your club team and winning the Stanley Cup. But uh, yeah, it was very lucky when I look back on my career. What's the most? Which one's the best? Because can you compare a Calder Cup to a Stanley Cup? Are they yeah in the same league? Yeah. For me, you can. I mean, there's not you're not going to get the attention for winning the Calder Cup, but the emotions are all the same. You know, it was the lockout year 2004-05, uh, no NHL. So there's a lot of good players playing in the American League, and it was great for my development. Our team was awesome all season long, and then in playoffs we added Jeff Carter and Mike Richards Ugh. in the first round, and, and they went on to be like our two best forwards. Well, shocking, so, yeah. Yeah, we won that one, but all the emotions are the same. It's like in the playoff series, there's always a defining moment. You know, you look around the locker room. If you got all the guys buying in and competing, you're going to have a good chance to win. If you got guys that want to go home and golf and go on their vacation, you're probably not going to play for two months and win. So a lot of the lessons I learned in Philadelphia, I brought to playoff hockey in Chicago. And I mean, that team in Chicago, um, they all did the same types of things and had the right attitude when playoffs started. And we even saw it against the Oilers that some of those guys – setting the tone in that locker room. So very fortunate to be on some good teams. Yeah. And you won the all-star game MVP. It's unbelievable. Just like you. I know. I know. It's unbelievable. So we'll go back to playoff hockey. What's your take on this round? How did you like it? What did you think of the playing rounds? Did you, were you a fan? Yeah, I was. And I was impressed with these players. First of all, could you imagine getting off the couch? I know they're not sitting on the couch like you and I are these days, but they're training. They're getting ready to play. No hockey for four and a half months, and all of a sudden it's like one exhibition game, and we're going hard. And, and every series, with the exception of maybe one or two, had some like serious viciousness. There was some fights. There was some fights. You know? Well, do you remember yeah. when we got locked out? And gosh, what year was it? Two thousand ten or eleven? Twelve? Yeah. Even that was hard. We came back just after Christmas, and we mm-hmm. were training and skating. Like I can't imagine not even skating and just jumping into playoff hockey. Like that's. I thought it was super entertaining, though. I, I loved yeah. the hockey. I didn't notice I love, the no fans at all. Me neither. I thought the league did a good job. It's probably tough on the players. I, I, yeah. I kind of leave the guys alone that I know they're playing right now. I don't want to ask them questions, you know, seeing as I'm on the other side now. I just kind of leave it alone. But I put myself in that position as a player. It would be a little more difficult looking around an empty building. You can hear the other team talking, there's silence. You know, it, we do it in training camps sometimes, playing those big buildings. But these guys raised their level and they need to uh, be commended for it. 
And I think the round robin teams, the top four in each side, have a big advantage here. Everyone's worried about them flipping the switch on. I'm not really. I feel like they had the advantage and kind of just easing into this thing, play some hockey, and now they know it's time to get going. So you're not worried about the Bruins at all? I'm a little concerned, but I think they're going to play pretty good hockey. And the fact that that top line hasn't scored is tells you all you need to know. Once they score one, they're going to relax. They're going to they're going to calm right down, and, and they'll be back to normal. I think. Yeah. But they're playing Carolina, and I mean, there's another team you can whatever side you're on. Like I, I'd be scared to play Carolina. Maybe not scared is the right word to use. I'd be concerned playing yeah. Carolina, but they've been off for a week inside of a bubble. So what have they been doing? How are they going to be ready to go? Nobody knows. It's it's all going to be good hockey. I expect big hits though in this uh, in this next round. Some series were two teams playing hockey. I think now it's going to be real old school playoff hockey from here on. It's over. some animosity happening there. I, I hope yeah. so. So I'm I'm a huge proponent of Toronto being terrible. I, I think it's super super enjoyable. Um, <laughs> What is your take on the Leafs? Just because I feel like I talk about them all the time. And it's yeah. just like a reality show. Everything they do, it's like, holy cow. Like, what, what, is, uh, what do they need to do or what did they do wrong? Or they just run into the Jackets as a bad matchup? Tough matchup. And you knew it was going to be uh, when they announced the Leafs versus the Blue Jackets. I was like, yikes. You don't get yeah. Boston in the first round, but now you got to deal with this team in Columbus. And I thought they played hard. That's one thing I will say about the guys on Toronto. They – they showed me something. Austin Matthews wasn't just trying to score goals and stay on the outside to use his shot and his release. He was competing pretty hard. Um, I don't know. Toronto would be – I didn't like the setup that they were going with there at different points in the series. I mean, you can't argue with Marner, Tavares, and Matthews loaded up on one line. They carried the play. Mm-hmm. Didn't get a lot of production out of that line. But I feel like down the middle of the ice, they need some good yeah. old-fashioned center icemen that are going to grind it out, be accountable two ways. Uh, and then you can afford to load up that top line. But it's an interesting strategy. I always like watching the Leafs. I always get a kick out of when they lose. Uh, Twitter and the oh. fan base in Ontario and Canada goes nuts. How, how about the game that they were trailing 3 nothing, and that would have been it, and everybody was just all over them. And then right away, here they come back. Everyone's back on board. Yeah, so. plan the parade. I was it's... thinking maybe they'd have an advantage being in the bubble, not having to deal with all the nonsense around them, but, uh, you know, young team, they got some good players there. They're going to have to learn these lessons if they ever want to. I'm tired of the playoffs. young team. They're not a young team anymore. They've been in the league for gosh, how many years? Cause I was talking to Kaner. He's like, yeah, I won my first cup of 21. Yeah. But he had Marion Hossa at 29 and, and Patrick Sharp guys, yeah. Patrick Sharp at 27. Austin Matthews is just the kid. He's going to be around a long time. They made yeah. some changes in Toronto. Watch Nazem Kadri play for, the Colorado Avalanche and watch the kind of role he's going to play behind Nathan McKinnon, right? He's going to do a good job for them. Couldn't help but feel that type of center iceman could have helped the Leafs in a series against Columbus. I know. I, I didn't like that Tyson Berry the moment, trade the moment they made it. But anyways, I just think it's fun to rip on the Leafs a little bit. So, all right. So this, this first round, and then I'll let you go. I just want to touch on some stuff. Which matchups are you most excited for? Anything that stands um, out? <clears throat> The Colorado Vegas one should be fun. They've played some some good games in the past, high scoring games. It'll be a tougher test for the Hawks to match up against this Vegas team. I think they're a little deeper than Edmonton. I'll be watching oh, that sure. one. Yeah. I like that Leonard and Crawford may go head to head at some point in the series. They, they say Leonard's gonna year. start. I, I saw that. He's, yeah. he's playing uh, I mean, game one. I can't really argue with that one. Uh Boston, Carolina will be nice to see. Carolina got swept last year. They're a different team than they were last year. If Dougie Hamilton comes back. 
We touched on the Bruins. Are they going to wake it up? I think they will, but still, it's not going to be an easy series against Carolina. That's a tough one. What else do we got? Who's in the East there? Tampa's got Columbus. Yeah, that's another rematch, right, from last year. Yeah, Columbus Columbus swept them last year. I think Columbus is going to win that one. I'm thinking they might pull it out also. We'll see. I mean, it's tough to make predictions right now, but to think that Columbus has no Panarin, no Bobrovsky, no Duchesne, and those three guys all left for better things, and they're all out of the qualifying round, and Columbus is still chugging along. Makes me kind of root for Columbus a little right? bit in that series, but uh, who knows? I just um, think they played the, like the Lightning, very similar to the Leafs, very similar style of very game. Very similar, and no Headman is like no Headman. And is Stamkos playing? Who knows? I don't. I don't. Haven't heard he's playing. He hasn't played at all yet. So that's yeah. two big losses right there. Braden Point looks good, but still, yeah. If, if, we'll see, man. I don't know. What are you looking forward to? What's the series that jumps out on you? The Flyers. I'm all in on your Flyers, man. I think they're yeah. going to win. Like I like that team. I yeah, think they're set up really nice. So, and then the Canadians. They played well against Pittsburgh. So I, I like that series. I don't know. I, yeah. I, I'm excited. I got to get the NHL package to watch these games. I really do, because. <laughs> I think I might do this. You might have talked me into it. So who's your upset? Upset pick out of this round. We got Flyers, Canadians are going to be upset there. Eh. I, I would probably, if you're asking me to pick a series right now, I'd probably lean towards the Flyers. It'd be crazy to bet against them the way they've got things rolling right now. If I'm yeah. looking for an upset, it would be Boston not getting into the bubble and, and firing things up and taking it on the chin from the Carolina Hurricanes. That would be considered an upset, I think, from a lot of people. Yeah, the Hurricanes look good. All right, anyways, let's do a fun little question at the end. I've always wanted to know, what do you use in your hair? (laughs) I'm a hairspray guy. I always have been. I think that's just because my mom, she kind of used it when I was younger. So I just am a hairspray guy. What's your your routine, Uh, (laughs) Daddy? Come on, Sharpie. I don't have have a routine, but I have a shower. Stop it. And then I throw some stuff in my hair. It's usually not hard. And it's not jelly. It's like the paste stuff that moves okay. around. Okay. Get it all in your hands, right, Johnny? Okay. Get it all in your hair. Okay. Everywhere. How much do stop. you use? Like a dime? Well, that's that's the question. I mean, everyone's got to use a different amount, okay? okay? I don't use a lot. I get it on my hands, put it in there, and then I go to studio. And then once I'm at the studio, we got a team of hair and makeup people that get every hair yeah. exactly where they want it. So I can't really... Um, comment on what happens once i leave the house you're not even just it's as that much of a secret it's a no, secret recipe i just not telling us <laughs> unbelievable i don't even know the name of the stuff i don't do use anything come on i just move it around stop it i've seen you after games the straight iron the flat iron in the in the mirror and like sharpie bus is leaving you guys can wait for me no yeah, and then we I sit there for 20 drive. minutes <laughs> just so he just so he can have his two minute walk from the dressing room to the bus, he might yeah, never see know. one person. You never know if a camera gets you. Always gotta look good, Johnny. <laughs> uh, all right, man. I don't want to keep you anymore. I really appreciate this, Sharpie. Let's do it again. It was awesome. Love the insight. Glad you're doing well. And uh yeah, have a safe drive. Drive safe. Thanks, Johnny. Appreciate you having all me right, on. Good luck with everything. See no, we'll do it again. Yeah, yeah, I'll talk to you soon, we'll, buddy. Let's Cheers. do it. All right. Bye. Wow, that was Patrick Sharp nailed it, knocked it out of the park. Again, I say this a lot. You never know what you're going to get. I knew what I was going to get from Sharpie. He's a pro. Always has been, always will be. Good stories. I think his memory is a little foggy on the throat slash incident. But listen, 
I guess then he has a story. I have a story and we'll just leave it at that. But anyways, thank you to him for jumping on. We'll probably get him again, maybe for a round two preview, get some predictions, get some insights some stories from the studio and what else who knows, but that's it, everybody. I hope you enjoyed. I hope everyone's doing well. Like I say, every episode staying safe and we will see you in a few days. Cheers. Sports are coming back, and so are your chances to bet on your favorite teams and events. Major League Baseball back in action, and there's no better place to start wagering than our exclusive partners, Bet Online. Check out all the odds, futures, and props to bet on, all available 24 7. And with the return of sports, Bet Online sat down with former pro players Eddie George, Harold Reynolds, and seven time NBA champ Robert Ori. See what they had to say on what it'll be li- on what it'll be like playing without fans in a series they're calling Fandemic. Visit betonline.ag for all your odds and up-to-date sports news. Remember to use promo code BLUEWIRE to receive your new welcome bonus. That's promo code BLUEWIRE. BetOnline, your online wagering experts. Hey guys, thanks for listening. Make sure you're following the show on Twitter at dropping underscore gloves. For episode highlights, behind-the-scenes content, sneak peeks, and giveaways, check out johnscottallstar.com slash shop for merchandise including t-shirts, hats, hoodies, and so much more. And please, please leave a review on Apple Podcasts. It's so important to helping us grow so we can keep delivering the hockey content and interviews with the players you love. Thanks, and see you next time.